Five. What's the occasion? Four. What is all the commotion about? Three, two, one, go. This is the feed on NR92. Hey, welcome to the feed. For the next half hour, I'm we're gonna entertain and inform you. I'm Joel Peter. I'm Drewby. How's it going? Okay, all right, no, so uh, first off, clearly we've got the big thing going on this uh, this weekend here. Obviously, it is Thanksgiving. We're missing Monday for it, so, you know, woo, woo! And uh, in studio here, we've got Nicole. Hey! Because we were talking about Thanksgiving, we're going to start off with the history, yes? Yeah, so Thanksgiving wasn't always celebrated on the second Monday of October, so I went searching for why we celebrate Thanksgiving when we do. Thanksgiving. A time where you sit around with family and eat yourself into a food coma. We've all seen the American Thanksgiving TV specials, but where did Canadian Thanksgiving come from? After extensive research, emails with Fort Edmonton, and a phone interview with my mother, a member of the Maleg Museum Board of Directors, I finally learned why Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving in October and not November. So both Canada and the United States were sort of willy-nilly doling out Thanksgiving Day until the Canadian government decided in 1957 to make it in October, the second Monday in October. Canada celebrates our Thanksgiving in October because that's the end of our harvest. The only reason that America would celebrate their Thanksgiving later is because we're more north. Their harvest happens after ours. For a while, though, Thanksgiving Day and Remembrance Day, or as it used to be called, Armistice Day, were celebrated at the same time. Yeah, they sort of put Remembrance Day and Thanksgiving were lumped together, and then they decided it should be two separate holidays. So they moved they moved Thanksgiving to be about a month away from Remembrance Day, Armistice Day. According to Fort Edmonton Park, Armistice Day became Remembrance Day in 1931, and Thanksgiving went back to being celebrated in the first couple weeks of October. Yeah, so if you want to experience Thanksgiving like early Edmontonians, Fort Edmonton is actually hosting a brunch this Sunday. Lovely. That sounds awesome. So, uh, thank you, Nicole. And for each segment, since it is, you know, Thanksgiving, we're going to ask each of you what you're thankful for this Thanksgiving. So, Nicole, what are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for all the different ways that I can eat potatoes this weekend. I love that, and I wouldn't have it mm, any other way. Potatoes. So uh, while Nicole focused on the history of Thanksgiving, I decided to expand on some of the differences between American and Canadian Thanksgiving and why exactly it is that they differ so much. In Canada, Thanksgiving was legally declared as a harvest festival back in the 1950s, whereas in the United States, it's celebrated because in the frigid harvest time of winter 1621, they felt thanks for the Wampanoag tribe for teaching them to grow crops, hence why it's celebrated just over a month further along than Canada's. So, technically, it's kind of like they're actually two different holidays that, for some reason, share a name. Here's something kind of weird. Did you know that we eat some food different from them on Thanksgiving? I mean, we do the regular turkey thing everywhere, but their pumpkin pies are sweeter and have a custard in them, which is kind of off-putting to me. And did you know the eastern states use oysters in their stuffing as a base? That feels sinful. Also, they eat Thanksgiving dinner on Thursdays for the most part, which again is just weird. On that same note, the Yanks down south get to have a four-day weekend from Thursday to Sunday, and the jealousy is making me bitter because ours is only three days, and all four of our east coast provinces don't even get that. It's all optional over there. Varies from business to business. And speaking of businesses, 
Thanksgiving in America is followed by possibly the most sinful holiday of them all, called Black Friday, a time of shopping and stress and anger, and of that guy in the Volvo stealing your parking spot when clearly I was waiting for that space, dude! Even the big parade thing that they do, the Macy's Parade, is based on a department store. Though they do the coolest thing in possibly the whole world down south, too. They do the turkey pardoning. For those of you that don't know, that means that they let one specific turkey not be eaten that year. And what Obama says goes, Abe is now a free bird. He is totus, the turkey of the United States. Uh, If, for some reason, Abe can't fulfill his duties to walk around and gobble all day, Honest is in an undisclosed location, ready to serve as the totus in the totus line of succession. Yeah. Anyways, all joking aside, these two different holidays have come to mean something far more than having a good harvest or giving thanks to God. They've become symbols of family, of love, community, peace, and, of course, of thankfulness. Thanks, Drew. I actually didn't know some of those differences, and it was great to know that every president has been involved in the turkey, you know, for all these years. (laughs) Now, Warren... Uh, you had the chance to look a bit closer to home. I did. I found out that every year Nate's Club Culinaire prepares a Thanksgiving meal for community members at the Boyle Street Community Services Drop-In Center. And it's always a good time to consider those less fortunate than ourselves. So I talked to the person in charge of this annual initiative. Stephanie Stolk. I am a student and I'm the president of Club Culinaire. I'll admit, I had no idea what Club Culinaire was before I did this interview. So what is it? Club Culinaire is a group of culinary students that get together to um, use their skills that they're, they already have and the skills that they're learning at school to uh, help out community groups. A meal this size can't be made overnight. So when is it made? We have some of the instructors who are using... Um, some of the skills that are needed for the meal that they're teaching in their classes right now to start with the prep. So they'll be cooking the turkeys in the range lab, um, the soup and veg labs making the gravy today. Um, And so it takes a couple of days ahead of time. And then Thursday and Friday um, from one till five, we have uh, quite a few students coming in for prep those days and we'll be prepping all the vegetables and all the stuffing. And then we'll be back again, like I said, at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, and the food will be picked up around 10 a.m. Just how much food are you going to be cooking? We're doing um, 65 turkeys. Wow, that's a lot of turkey. 100 liters of gravy, about 500 loaves, or sorry, 100 loaves of bread for the stuffing, uh, 400 pounds of uh, vegetables, and 400 pounds of potatoes. Stephanie's done this before, so I had to know, what did she get out of it last time? It was a wonderful experience. It's so humbling to see how many people out there are not getting at least one hot meal every day. It makes you feel um, really grateful for everything you have and it makes you feel privileged to have the opportunity to help out with something like that. Last year, it was so exciting to see how many students and staff came out to help with the event. Um, 
it was it's almost overwhelming uh, just to see the response you get from from the people here at Nate. Due to flooding at the Boyle Street Drop-In Center, the dinner will be served at the Boyle Street Plaza. This Sunday at noon, 20 volunteers will serve Thanksgiving dinner to over 500 community members. No wonder Club Culinaire needs so many turkeys. Stephanie also told me that Club Culinaire works a variety of other charitable events throughout the year, including Grand and School fundraisers, the Nate It Forward cookie campaign, and the Hardesty Area Church's Community Christmas Dinner. Wow. Thank you, Warren. Um, it's nice to know that the city and the school specifically are doing things to make the city a little friendlier. And it makes you take note of a few of the things that can be easier for people or easier to ignore for people as lucky as us. So what are you thankful for? Honestly, it's lame, but I'm thankful for my family and the opportunity to attend Nate. Eh, I was in a different place a couple years ago, and I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm glad I made this decision to leave my career and come back here. And I'm also grateful to live mostly free of pain and strife. You know, it's a classic (laughs) one, but it's good, right? If it... it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Precisely, precisely. So, um, JP, you also looked around Nate here to see what the school does for people who might be a little further from home. Yeah, I had the chance to talk to the International Student Center here at Nate and ask how they aim to help students studying abroad feel safe and homely this holiday. Thanksgiving can be a great time of the year where many students get with their friends and family and share a meal or two together. They have the chance to really think about what matters to them most and partake in a long-standing Canadian tradition. However, for numerous students studying abroad, Thanksgiving can be a very tough time, especially if they're thousands of miles away from home and family. So I sat down with Nate's International Engagement Coordinator, Freya Fu, to discuss what Nate is doing to accommodate international students. Mostly we help them with um, their status, like study permit um, status in Canada. If they're graduating, we kind of guide them through how to obtain a work permit. And we have a lot of student engagement activities in the center. And we have a very open space outside, so we are able to do a lot of events. We also have a group of international student peer mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, they are student staff who are hired, again, to provide intercultural experience for um, local students, bring events and workshops together for new students to transition into Canadian life. I was also curious about what Nate is doing to accommodate these students during Thanksgiving, such as dinners and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So it's a great opportunity um, for us to engage international students on campus. Um, It is an annual event that Nate International hosts and to provide this authentic, true Canadian experience through a festival celebration. One way is we show them this is the Canadian way of celebrating Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We also um, have them to share, like we learn stories and cultures, uh, traditions from them. How do they celebrate harvesting? I was also curious whether or not Nate allowed these students to share their food with each other. The program is designed for a buffet dinner with Thanksgiving tradition. So we have not included that in this program, but I think it's a good idea that we may be able to try Mm -hmm. later on as a a potluck idea, potluck theme for for the students to bring in their own food to celebrate. So it really looks like Nate is trying to accommodate students studying abroad. And that is fantastic news, especially for future prospects of this great campus. If you want to get involved with the international students, you can find them on Facebook at International Students, or you can find them on the Nate main website under International Students. 
So what I found really interesting is that they allow people like you and I, Drewby, to who are actually really interested in different cultures and stuff, to be able to learn a few things just by dropping in, and are they're so accommodating. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really nice to be able to just walk down to the International Student Center at any time, you know? And it's now at the HP Center, so that's really cool. It's really convenient. Oh, yeah. Too. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a lighter note, Kelsey is here with us, and it's equally important to Thanksgiving, though. We're going to talk about the thing that everybody seems to care about, the food, specifically turkey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I took a trip out to my parents' place uh, yesterday, and my mom was uh, walking me through the steps of how to make a turkey, but uh, she really took the reins on this one. <laughs> okay, Mom, are you going to teach me how to make a turkey? Okay, we're going to take our thawed turkey out of the fridge. And how long is it supposed to thaw for? Well, I usually thaw it like two days in the fridge, and it, it should thaw. Okay. So then uh, we want to make sure we've thrown out the neck and the giblet bag. Like, look. Oh, yeah. No. I don't want to eat those. Then we just give it a quick rinse out. And then pat it dry with the... Towel? You need a towel? Paper towel, please. That's good. And then we're going to just pop it in the roaster. Rest side up like that. And then if you want, put a cup of water here. Put a cup of water in the roaster. There you go. And then we're gonna rub a little bit of margarine on them with a paper towel. So grab another paper towel. Go through a little paper towels, don't yeah, we? Yeah, a little bit. And then So do I get to do this part yeah. or am I just paper towel boy? Okay, no here, let me do it. Take a little bit of margarine and you just rub them on there. Yeah, yeah. And then we can put a onion in him for flavor. No, I don't think we'll do that. I think oh. we'll skip the onion. Okay, you hate onions. Okay. So let's just cover it really tight with foil. Mm-hmm. Shiny side in, always. Shiny side up. In. 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 Facing the turkey. Yeah. And then we are going to pop him in the oven that we preheated. And we're going to cook it for three hours. So it's like 20 minutes a pound. Okay, now this is the most important part. You want to take the cat off the kitchen counter. She just wants to help. (laughs) So, and then we want to make sure everything's clean, so no salmonella. So we'll use our Lysol wipes and we'll get that all clean. So that's it. And then about an hour before it's done, we'll baste it a few times. If it's not browning, we'll uncover it. It takes an hour? Just, no, it's going to take three hours. It's going to take three hours. Yes. So what do you suppose I eat between now and the next okay, three hours? Okay, I would suggest pizza snacks out of the fridge. So, And that's it. And then we're just going to let it sit for 15 minutes, and then it'll be ready to carve. If it's not cooked with the meat thermometer, we have to pop it back in for another 20 minutes or so and check it again. All right. Well, I guess I'll just wait. Thanks for helping me how to learn to cook a turkey. No problem. I expect you to do it next year. I can tell you one thing, guys. I will not be making a turkey next year. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was the most incredible thing I've that, ever heard. Your mom sounds lovely, Kelsey. It really was. So um, your turn now. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Well, like everyone, I'm thankful for family and friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thankful for the Toronto Blue Jays, Canada's ball team, doing pretty good against Texas right now, 5-1. I was going to ask, says. yeah, what's this? That's, they're winning. They're doing yeah, it. They're doing they, it. They are. Yeah. They won last night too, yeah? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Big so win wait. last night. Easy, easy. It's easy games then at this point. Uh, all right. And while Kelsey taught us how to cook a turkey, uh, after the break, Alex is going to make sure that we don't injure ourselves cooking one in a very specific way. Welcome to the feed. NR92, the station for the students. 
All right, welcome back to the feed. How you doing? <laughs> I'm excellent. Yeah, what's up, JP? So, Alex, you too love turkey, and I hear you decided to find new ways to cook it. Care to share? Yeah, well, you know, I love summer because of carnival food where everything is deep fried, and I don't want to put my fryer away because of the chilly weather. It's Thanksgiving, so why not learn the finer points of deep frying a turkey? Nigel Weber is an instructor for Nate's Culinary Arts Program. It's Thanksgiving that causes the most oil-related injuries when deep frying is poorly executed. So we sat down and Weber showed me some pointers for deep frying Thanksgiving dinner. Deep frying a turkey is actually a very simple process, but there's a whole bunch of steps that have to be followed, have to be followed for safety reasons. The simple thing is we buy a proper deep frying vessel. It's a very deep, wide vessel, comes with a nest to rest your turkey in so that you can drop it in very gently. Weber said that though it is a dangerous undertaking, it can be safe if you follow a few parameters. Probably the first one is an outdoor space. Second one is probably to make sure 100% that your bird is thawed completely. Water and deep fryers or oil do not like each other. Uh, You'll have an overflow or you'll have spatters and different things like that should you deep fry a bird that's partially frozen or wet. You also want to make sure your deep frying vessel is probably a little less than half full. But what if I want to deep fry a giant turkey? If you want to go crazy and go out and you have a huge vessel and you want to fry a huge bird, it's totally fine following similar parameters. Really, you could deep fry any size bird. It just comes down to temperature control. Though the temperature and time it takes to cook a turkey is unique to each bird, there are some guidelines Weber says to stick to. You know, the larger the bird you're deep frying, you know, you want to keep your temperature a little more moderate. If your temperature is really low, you're you're really just sitting in oil. So we want a temperature for deep frying a turkey of in the neighborhood of 300 to 320 degrees Fahrenheit. And you're going to be in the roughly 10 to 15 minutes per pound. Regardless of the time and the temperature, is getting an internal temperature of your turkey that's at least 180 Fahrenheit, close into the thigh, close to the bone there. I never knew you could actually deep fry a turkey. I've heard about Oreos plenty of times. I've had that. So if I ever try it, and know how, now I'll know how to be safe. Alex, aside from turkey, what else are you thankful for? Uh, aside from turkey, I'd say pumpkin pie and taking a shot of whipped cream right in the face. Mm. <laughs> I love that. That's a, Yeah, everybody does that, right? Classic, you grab right? the thing and just fill your mouth. Ma- yeah, yeah, 100%. Best thing. As we come to a close, we're going to reflect on what Thanksgiving is really about to all of us. Connor, what have you got? So I went out, did a couple of interviews with people, students of Nate, and I wanted to find out what they were thankful for. And you get your usual answer, which is like friends and your family. But uh, beyond that, people start to give me some stuff that really like dug into my character. As we approach Thanksgiving, there's always one question that's on everybody's mind. I don't really do Thanksgiving. Okay, it's on most people's mind. What am I thankful for? So I decided to take a bit of time and ask the students of Nate, what exactly are you thankful for? Some people kept it local, right here in the building even. My name is Nima, I'm in the hospitality management program, and I'm thankful that I can come to school at Nate. Then I started looking at things on a bigger scale, bringing it into our homes. I'm thankful for my family and my friends. I'm thankful for having a loving and caring and very supportive family. I'm thankful for my family and friends. We heard that one a lot. 
Eventually, I started to realize that I should be thankful for more than just what I have in my own life. Hi, my name is Claire. I'm in the hospitality management program, and I'm thankful to be living in this beautiful country. Yes, this entire nation is something to be thankful for. We have clean water, free healthcare, and a developed leader that isn't a dictator or one of the presidential candidates. Because Thanksgiving is more than just a time to eat turkey with your family. It's a time to sit back and really think about how fortunate you are to have the things in your life that you do. Because in the end, there's one thing that we all forget to be thankful for. I am very thankful to be alive. I think that people worry about too much things that don't matter, and I'm very thankful that I had the chance to see past that. You should just live your life the fullest. So this Thanksgiving, go ahead and chow down on a fried bird and some mashed potatoes with gravy. But remember to enjoy. We have a lot to be thankful for. So I guess the final question: What are you thankful for, Drewby? Oh no, we gotta get Connor. Connor, sorry. Yeah, sorry, so, so sorry. What am, sorry. What am I? Th- I'm thankful that Drewby remembers me. There you go. <laughs> I got that you, people dude. Remember me. <laughs> so you're thankful for friends. Then. Is that I'm it? Thankful for friends and family. Yeah. yeah okay. I said okay. that in the whole spot. Yeah. I suppose it's a typical so. answer. I mean, it's it. classic though. Everybody, yeah. we we need we definitely need people though. So uh, you know, you asked me though, JP, what am I thankful for? Well. Um, this is about, we're coming to the close of the show, but uh, I just want to say, like, I am, like, busy over this weekend, uh, and home is, like, six hours away for me, so I won't get to drive down there this weekend and be with them. So uh, I'm thankful that I'm here at Nate in the radio broadcasting thing with all of you guys, because at this point, you all have become my family. Aww. What about Aww. you, JP? Well, I'm thankful for loved ones and peace and quiet. Uh, school life can be completely it can completely stress you out, and so sometimes it's just nice to be able to unwind in a quiet, calm place. And because you guys were so gracious to us with your time, here's a treat from the classic film The Sound of Music. From all of us here at NR92, have a safe and fantastic Thanksgiving. Drops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings, these are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with a moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with a moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. 
girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. All right, thank you for listening to the feed. That is all we've got for you today. Coming up next, we got Sydney and JP going to be on their regular show here. Thanks for listening to The Feed. Hear it again on NR92, Sunday nights at 7, and find it online at nr92.com. Bye, bye.